following readings are taken from the traditionandaction.org website. This first reading is titled, All Sodomites Died When Our Lord Was Born. In a sermon at the Church of St. Mary of Porcaluna, St. Bonaventure spoke about the miracles that took place at the very moment of the birth of our Lord Jesus Christ. The seventh prodigy was the killing of all sodomites to rid the world of this sin against nature and make it more worthy for the one who is purity itself. This action corresponds to the ire of God when he destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah and projects a serious perspective for modern countries that support homosexuality. St. Bonaventure, quote, All sodomites, men and women, died all over the earth. As St. Jerome said, commenting on the verse, Lux orta est eusto, the light was born for the just, Psalm 96, verse 11. This was to make it clear that he, Jesus Christ, was born to reform nature and to, revoke, to promote chastity. From St. Bonaventure's Sermon 21 in Navitate Domini. This next article is entitled Homosexuals Cause Nausea to Our Lord and Are Despised Even by the Devil. St. Catherine of Siena, the great 14th century religious mystic, transmitted the words of our Lord Jesus Christ about the sin of homosexuality, which contaminated some of the clergy in her time, the Renaissance. Referring to sacred ministers who committed this sin, he told her, they, the homosexuals, not only fail from resisting the weakness of fallen human nature, but they do even worse when they commit the cursed sin against nature, like the blind and stupid, having dimmed the light of their understanding. They do not recognize the disease and misery in which they find themselves. For this not only causes me nausea, but is disgusting even to the devils themselves, whom these depraved creatures have chosen as their lords. For me, this sin against nature is so abominable that for it alone five cities were destroyed by virtue of the judgment of my divine justice, which could, which could no longer bear their iniquity. It is disgusting to the devils, not because evil displeases them or because they find pleasure in good, but rather because their nature is angelic and flees upon seeing such a repulsive sin being committed. For while certainly it is the devil that first strikes the sinner with a poisoned arrow of concupiscence, nonetheless, when a man actually carries out such a sinful act, the devil goes away. From St. Catherine of Siena, Siena El Dialogo, in Ombras de Santa Catalina de Siena, Madrid. This next article comes from St. Bernardine of Siena, entitled, This is the Worst Sin That Exists. St. Bernardine of Siena, an illustrious Franciscan preacher of the 15th century, made this psychological analysis of the sodomite, who suffers a loss of virility because of this vice. He also warns that those who live their life practicing this vice will suffer greater torments in hell. Quote, no sin has greater power over the soul than the one of cursed sodomy, which was always detested by all those who lived according to God's law. Such passion for untenable practices borders on madness. This vice disturbs the intellect, 
unbalances an elevated and generous state of soul, drags lofty thoughts down to base ones, makes men pusillanimous and irascible, obstinate and hardened, servilely soft and incapable of anything. Furthermore, the will, agitated by the insatiable drive for pleasure, no longer follows reason, but rather the tollment of the passions. One who lives practicing the vice of sodomy will suffer more pain in hell than anyone else because this is the worst sin that exists. End quote. That is quoted from St. Bernardine of Siena, Predicta 39, in Le Predice Bulgari Milan. This next reading comes from an article entitled, For the Good of City and State, Homosexuals Must Be Punished. In the wake of the sinful Supreme Court ruling on June 26, 2015, approving same-sex, quote, marriage, we continue to present laws and writings by saints and statesmen of the past against the sins against nature that cry to heaven for vengeance. Today, we transcribe two laws of Emperor Justinian, the inspirer of the Codex Juris Civilis, which is the model for the legislation of almost all civilized nature. Emperor Justinian, Law of December 30th, 533, quote, In cases of penal suits, public prosecution will be guided by various statutes, including the Lex Julia de Adulteris, which punishes with death not only those who violate the marriages of others, but also those who commit acts of vile concupiscence with other men. Law of the Year 538, quote, Whereas certain men overcome by diabolical incitement to practice among themselves the most unworthy lewdness and acts against nature, we exhort them to be fearful of God and the coming judgment, and to abstain from such illicit and diabolical practices, so that the just wrath of God may not fall upon them on account of these heathen acts, with the result that cities perish with all their inhabitants. For sacred scriptures teach us that similar impious acts cause the annihilation of cities with all their inhabitants. And since such sins are the cause of famine, earthquakes, and plagues, you warn men to abstain from these acts so as not to lose their souls. But if, after this warning of ours, it should be discovered that someone persists in such iniquity, he will render himself unworthy of God's mercy, and further will be subjected to the punishment established by law. Thus, we order the most illustrious prefect of the capital to arrest those who persist in the aforesaid illicit and impious acts and to inflict upon them the most severe punishments so that the city and the state do not end by suffering on account of such iniquitous acts." End quote. This next reading comes from an article entitled, But the Worst of All Passions is the Lust Between Men. Again, in the wake of the sinful Supreme Court ruling on June 26, 2015, approving same-sex, quote, marriage, 
to continue to present laws and writings by saints and statesmen of the past ages against the sins against nature that cry to heaven for vengeance. Commenting on the Epistle to the Romans, chapter 1, verses 26 and 27, the great St. John Chrysostom said that the act of sodomy is an unpardonable offense against nature. In fact, he argued that there was no more depraved act than this. St. John Chrysostom, quote, All passions are dishonorable, for the soul is even more damaged and degraded by sin than the body is by disease. But the worst of all passions is lust between men. The sins against nature are more problematic and less satisfying, so much so that one cannot even say that they procure pleasure, since true pleasure is only that which is according to nature. But when God abandons a man, everything is turned on its head. Therefore, not only are such homosexual passions satanic, but their lives are diabolic. So I say to you that they, the homosexuals, are even worse than murderers, and that it would be better to die than to live in such dishonor. A murderer only separates the soul from the body, whereas these homosexuals destroy the soul inside the body. There is nothing, absolutely nothing, more absurd or damaging than this perversity. In John Chrysostom, in Epistolum ad Romanus 4, this next article comes from St. Augustine, entitled, Nations are Accountable to God for the Sin of Sodomy. The great bishop of Hippo was categorical in condemning sodomy and similar vices. He also reminds us that nations can be guilty of transgressing God's law against unnatural vices, and that, like individuals, they will also be held accountable before God. St. Augustine, quote, Sins against nature, like the sin of Sodom, are abominable and deserve punishment whenever and wherever they are committed. If all nations committed them, all alike would be held guilty of the same charge in God's law. For our Creator did not prescribe that we should use each other in this way. In fact, the relationship that we ought to have with God is itself violated when our nature of which he is author, is desecrated by perverted lust. Further on, he reiterated the charge that by this sin, man corrupts and perverts his own nature. Quote, Your punishments, O God, are for the sins that men commit against themselves, because although they sin against you, they do wrong with their own souls, and their malice is self-betrayed. They corrupt and pervert their own nature, which you made and for which you shape the rules, either by making wrong use of the things that you allow, or by becoming inflamed with passion to make unnatural use of things which you do not allow. End quote. From St. Augustine, Confessions, Book 3, Chapter 8, Page 65. The final article that I read from is from Pope St. Pius V. And it is entitled, Homosexual Priests Must Be Deprived of Their Clerical Dignity and Put to Death. In the Renaissance, the vice of homosexuality again became prominent. This was a matter of great concern to Pope St. Pius V. For this reason, he wrote several important documents against it beginning in the first year of his pontificate. 
The most important is the Constitution horrendum illud scelus, whose central text we re reproduce below. In our days of moral relaxation and liberalization of custom, we are witnessing a shameful complacence of the religious authority, even the highest, or the vice of homosexuality in the clergy and seminaries. We consider it quite opportune to bring to mind those perennial, unchanging principles expressed by St. Pius V in his apostolic constitution. Perhaps they will open some eyes to see the depths of the abyss into which we have fallen. St. Pius V, quote, that horrible crime on account of which corrupt and obscene cities were destroyed by fire through divine condemnation causes us most bitter sorrow and shocks our mind, impelling us to repress such a crime with the greatest possible zeal. Quite opportunely, the Fifth Lateran Council issued this decree, quote, that any member of the clergy caught in that vice against nature, given that the wrath of God falls over the sons of perfidy, be removed from the clerical order and forced to do penance in a monastery, end quote. So that the contagion of such a grave offense may not advance with greater audacity by taking advantage of impunity, which is the greatest incitement to sin, and so as to more severely punish the clerics who are guilty of this nefarious crime, and who are not frightened by the death of their souls, we determine that they should be handed over to the severity of the secular authority which enforces civil law. Therefore, wishing to pursue with greater rigor than we have exerted since the beginning of our pontificate, we establish that any priest or member of the clergy, either secular or regular, who commits such an execrable crime by force of the present law be deprived of every clerical, clerical privilege, of every post, dignity, and ecclesiastical benefit. And having been degraded by an ecclesiastical judge, let him be immediately delivered to the secular authority to be put to death, as mandated by law, as a fitting punishment for laymen who have sunk into this abyss. This is from Constitution Horrendum Illudiscus, August 30th, 1568, in Bellarium Romanum, 